0: I mean heck there's I know uh, there was a technique we were taught in school that even when I was in school they started being like you know what no that's one we're not going to teach anymore there's the research just does not back it up yeah so you know I, could there be some techniques out there on TikTok that are like oh, okay that's valid yeah but again you better really do a thorough workup and know exactly who you're doing it on
1: what is going on guys dr Jared nelson in the house the podcast the better man where you can never be perfect but you can always be better today we have two very special guests with us today brad frost and will stewart what's going on fellas oh not much just we're we're glad to be here yeah it's been a long day now the owners of performance chiropractic is that right well
2: exactly owner okay okay so we're gonna get into that we're we're partners we've been together for 18 years now
1: right so chiropractic business locally around here do a great job uh very impressed by the work you do and all that in the community so i'll start off with this we're gonna get into all that you're in the gym you're chilling and somebody sees you and they're like you look so familiar what do you do? What would you say to him? want to start off, Will. All right, all right uh, I would just—I guess—if
0: uh, I have to reintroduce myself, Will Stewart, a chiropractor, um, husband, love to be in the gym, do do enjoy that. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I guess if you're going to classify, what do I do? Healthcare. Uh, like to work on people and uh, be around people,
1: and uh, I, I really don't know what else I'd say to that, but. Pretty good synopsis, Brad. Mm-hmm. what would you say, through, man,
2: if if now give me give me your question again." So um, you're in the gym. It's been a long day. S- again, it has, so. has for me. Yeah.
1: Now you're in the gym. You're chilling, and somebody sees you. Like if I hadn't seen you in a while, and I'm like, yeah. you look so familiar. Where do I know you from? What do you do?" Go ahead and tell me. Well,
2: doing. I'd I'd say, well, my name is Brad Frost. I'm I'm a chiropractor in Rainbow City. I've been there a long time. Maybe maybe you've been to my office at some point. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, I'd I'd probably ask them. You know, well, what's your name? what do you do for work? And, right. you know, so you usually, usually if people think they've known me. They've, they've either, they've, they've probably been in the office at some time or another, right. you know, and, and uh, I don't know if you get this when, you know, you're working as a nurse and you're in scrubs all the time and you see people in your place of work and they're used to seeing you in your uniform, oh, so yeah. to speak. Oh yeah. So then when you're out in the street and you're in street clothes, they look at you like, I know that dude from somewhere. Yeah. Like, where do I know him from? And so you know, then they'll say, well, I didn't recognize you in regular, regular Well, I was going to say, you always
0: have somebody that's like, I didn't recognize you with the clothes
1: on.
2: And right. Like, oh, wait a minute.
0: That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, let's clarify how you mean that.
1: So both <laughs> chiropractors, y'all do a really good job here in the community, performance chiropractic. I uh, got a little business there. So kind of start at the top. Uh, both went through chiropractic school. Now, Brad, you're pretty old. Uh,
2: I'm I'm pretty old. <laughs> that's, that's low. That's, that's cold, Jared. But I'll, I'll had, own it. it.
1: I'll own it. it. So. This, okay. you you just clarify this is your business right is it, is yes. your so yes. kind of talk about the origins of the business going through school what the whole process was like for you
2: well um i'm from illinois originally so i'm i'm a yankee transplant and um uh i've, I've been here 30 years now i've been in practice 33 years i i worked in illinois for <clears throat> 3 or 4 years for a couple of different chiropractors and decided i wanted you know different scenery and, and to get out of winter weather. So, you know, moved, moved to Alabama 33 years ago. My wife is from here. So that was, that was a big draw for us to move down here. So I came down here and, um, actually, uh, Sherman Guyton helped me get into business. I, I, I rent the building we're in was his old real estate office 30 years ago. Uh-huh. So, uh, Sherman helped me get into business in here and I, you know, opened my door, hung up my shingle and, and started, you know, started working, gradually building a practice over time. And um thankfully, 18 years ago, after Will went to chiropractic college, um Will and I got together and decided we'd like to work together. And so we've been together for 18 years and and it's been a, a great working relationship.
1: That's awesome. You know, a lot of people get into working relationships. Y'all really gel yeah. well. I've just seen through the years, y'all work yeah. well. A lot of people get into business and it can kind of be, you know, have a rub there, but it seems like y'all get along really well and work well. Uh, you
0: know, I think month and a half, two months ago we were talking about that. We're like, you know, we've never really had a day that I can think of where we've gotten cross with each other. And mm-hmm. I think Brad and I are both pretty laid back as far as our personalities. And so I think we mm-hmm. mesh well together. Um kind of have a very similar mindset, uh, similar background and training. And uh, so I think that really helps. Yeah. In the fact that you know yeah, and, sure. and I look and, and I will say, I mean, with him having some years of experience on me it's always good i can kind of sit back and pick his brain about things and, and i think we do play well off each other and, oh yeah yeah you know never never afraid to say hey i don't know this mm. w- what are your thoughts or hey can mm-hmm. you take a look at this for me because uh, yep.
1: you know i was always the scariest medical person that somebody that's afraid to say they oh don't gosh know. man yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: when you think you know it all that's when you that's when right. you get in trouble.
1: The mentors are huge, man. And so having that ability now, you have more you've been in the books more recently. So I think that's good to kind of play off that. There's more time in practice, more yeah. time in books, so yeah. you have that experience to work together.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think uh we've been through some similar uh postgraduate training. Uh I think we've done some different postgraduate training. Um but all stuff that we can learn from each other, which is great. and, and yeah, I even told him I, I actually i really don't consider brad a business partner because i've watched his kids grow up he's watching mine grow up yeah. and so it's more of a i get to work with a friend every day which yeah. makes mm-hmm. it a whole lot
1: easier to go to work too because right. yeah. you know,
0: there's a lot of people who cannot say that
1: absolutely and i yeah. know you
0: probably in an environment like that where you don't necessarily love everybody you work with yeah
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely it's it's a tough thing but yeah having that is is awesome i think the patients feel that you know patients yeah. see that camaraderie in the office and all that it's a big deal mm-hmm. What made you will start with you going to chiropractic? So what made you kind of go down that path?
0: So my undergrad degree from Auburn is uh, psychology, and I really wanted to do child psychology. And then the more I got into it, the more I was like, I don't think I can listen to kids. Yeah, tell me the stuff they're going through and shut that off when when the day is done and not take it home. And I knew I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have kids, and I thought that's just going to really, really weigh on me. Um, so spring break my senior year, eating dinner with my dad. And, uh, told him, I said, Hey, I really don't know what I want to do. And, and you know, my dad, my, for those of you who don't, my dad is a, uh, or was an orthopedic surgeon uh, has recently retired. And he said, Hey, you ever thought about chiropractic? I was like, I've never even been to a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Um, and thank goodness I knew Dr. Knighton here in town. And then we knew Brad from church and, uh, talked to Brad and Steve both and just said, Hey, can I shadow y'all for a little bit? And So I had a little time in between graduating from Auburn and then deciding to go to chiropractic school and really just enjoyed the environment, enjoyed being able to work with people, um, being able to help people and and really affect their daily life. And uh, so decided, hey, let's give this a shot, went to school, um, ended up at the same school that Brad graduated from, uh, got a great education, can't complain. And uh, that's that's really what kind of steered me that direction, which blows a lot of people's minds with my dad being an orthopedist. I think uh different parts of the country look at chiropractic differently and the South still has kind of a antiquated view sometimes mm-hmm. of well y'all are just quacks and yeah. But I would say I think Brad and I thank goodness with my dad's background, we got a big benefit of the doubt and we probably work and I may get in trouble for saying this, but I think we probably work on more medical professionals than anybody else in the city. Yeah. And, and I think that speaks to our knowledge and our background but our working relationships with other medical well you have that orthopedic
1: background as well and the trust is there you know you mm. know uh, anatomy and all that and i think you learned that in school of course absolutely having that background of course and the confidence in that that's awesome stuff brad what made you go into it man
2: well you know way back when i was a a teenager and at high school and i was i was in athletics and you know played sports in school and and had interest in and knew i wanted to do something in healthcare and um kind of similar to will i you know i I was in undergraduate college up in illinois and didn't know exactly what i was going to do and so i met a couple chiropractors and had a couple uh had a had a family member that was an older chiropractor and and he encouraged me and uh, i met a younger chiropractor and and kind of similar to will i shadowed him and got to know him a little bit and and he went to school at national university of health sciences in chicago where will and i both went to school and he um he kind of pointed me in that direction too. And nationals are really good. They're, they're 14, 15 chiropractic colleges in the country and national is, is one of the better ones. So, mm. um, that's where I wound up and, and went to school and, and, um, you know, really enjoyed, you know, my time there and, and have, uh, you know, enjoyed as Will talked about that. We, we've done some postgraduate training in, in sports injury. And mm. so, you know, we work with a lot of local athletes and, um you know so that kind of carries over all the way back to to my youth and being in athletics and all and
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um you know Will and I like to to be in the gym and and meet people and talk to people about their you know aches and pains and problems and all and um so we we enjoy enjoy what we do <clears> yeah. helping people not only with neck and back pain but also with sports injury type issues yeah. too. That's awesome. Yeah, the sports injury
1: thing, that's probably a pretty big deal especially football season and all that, I'm sure.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean I think
0: we're in an environment where we're heavily Medicare based, okay. uh, but we do, I think his kids being in high school, still my kids being in high school, uh, that does kind of give us a little bit of a, a leg up because I mean, his kids play sports or participate in, you know, dance and things like that. My kids play sports so that we're there. All I right. mean, you know, our, we're present at a lot of things. And so I think that gives us some credibility and I served on the sidelines for football for 17 years and then every other sport for the last 5 that's all awesome. and so that i think that helps our office just
2: you know I, and it, a lot of it's just it's it, we we have a good time treating you know weekend athletes oh, yeah. too yeah, i mean absolutely. you know there's the the crossfit folks the bodybuilding folks the powerlifting folks mm-hmm. um oh, triathlon, triathlon people yeah, the, bikers, the bikers bikers climbers the, the um what are those, the mud, mud race? Yeah. Yeah. You know, all those things. I mean, those, those folks are all the time beating themselves up. And so it's, it's, it's fun to treat folks that have an interest in health and they understand their bodies and they want their bodies to work, work the way they want them to, if they're competing or, you know, wanting to set a PR on a lift or whatever, or, you know, wanting to set a PR on a particular CrossFit wad. So it's, it's fun to, to see those people and help them, you know, not only just get out of pain, but then help them, you know, get back to achieving what it is they want to do in their, in their playtime, so to speak.
3: For
0: sure. Well, I
2: think another thing
0: just uh, that helps us is, like you said, we're, I mean, heck, that's how we know you is from yeah. the gym. Yeah. And so true. we meet a lot of people in the gym and I think that helps give you some credibility too, that like, okay, you're not going to tell me how to do an exercise, even though you look like you've never seen that's right this exercise yeah um so i it's fun i love Mm -hmm. i love being able to talk mechanics and and hey try this exercise for that if this one hurts you you know hey what what can you substitute for that it's just fun Mm -hmm. i like it Mm -hmm. it gives me a lot of pleasure to do that well i I think
1: it's when you have a trainer like you have a trainer in in the gym yeah and they look like Mm -hmm. they need a trainer Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's probably you know, and they may have the knowledge. It's possible, you know. But I think having somebody that does it to teach you the right way. Yeah. I think that's that's a better educator. And I my think opinion. it establishes
0: some trust when you can right. look at a like a personal trainer and say, "Okay, you're I'm coming to you for weight <laughs> loss advice, but you look like you need some weight right. loss advice." And I'm not saying like you said, some people have the head knowledge. They do, and they that's do. fine. I'm not saying. Not saying anything against that at all, but it does, I think, lend some credence and some credibility when you're like, yeah, you look like what I want to look like. Right. So I
1: think that right. helps us too. Credibility. That's a good word for it. Absolutely. TikTok. Y'all have a TikTok? We do not have a TikTok. No. So y'all know what TikTok is, though? And we're
2: not that old. <laughs> is it? It? So yes. Is that a clock?
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, you call me old. You call me old, Jerry. Yeah, I already shouted, you out, a, my bad. Brad knows it as a nursery rhyme, so, right? Yeah. So TikTok, it, y- there's a lot of chiropractic stuff on there. Yes, I mean yeah, a lot is. of
2: crazy stuff I've mm-hmm. seen on there. Yes, What's your opinion
1: on the whole TikTok space? Ooh. Good question. I'm going to let you field that one first.
2: <laughs> well, it, you know, I had personal opinions, and I've and I've been recently reading professional opinions from from people with within our profession that that I respect and all, and so. Most of the things you're seeing on TikTok and on YouTube and guys that are doing these odd techniques and, you know, putting microphones on people's back and getting all the snaps and cracks Mm -hmm. and those types of things. One, a lot of the techniques they're using aren't taught in, aren't taught in colleges. Okay. So some of these, you've seen the ring dinger, um, guy, there's some guy in, in Texas and, and he's kind of got other young doctors doing those things. And it's, it's all for clicks and it's all for, for money, but you know, it, it's not that's not mainstream chiropractic, and that's not, you know, what we're taught in school. A lot of those techniques are techniques that they've made up on their own and developed on the own, and then mm. they're they're kind of out, mm. you know, peddling and selling those techniques to other doctors. So, mm. um, you know, the the thing that I that I think about is, you know, you know, a technique that isn't really researched and has been studied or you know, looked at. You know, I think it's. I think it could possibly be a dangerous thing for any chiropractor to just pick up because it looks like the popular, fun thing to do. So, I've, I have I kind of have a bit of an issue with with what's going on. It doesn't portray what goes on in our office uh, every day right. or any office in in our area. Mm. You know, it's it's um, you know, when when we see a patient, we we do a thorough workup. We do we do a health history. We do a family health history. Um, you know, we do vital signs with, with every new patient that comes in our office and we do, we do a, you know, a good, a good complete orthopedic exam to figure out, you know, okay, is this person, they have a problem that we can help, you know? And if we do, then we set up a treatment plan. And if they don't, you know, we figure out the appropriate, you know, other professional that they need to go see. Mm So I don't, I'm. They're fun to watch, I guess you would say, and they get a lot of clicks oh, and you yeah. know, some guys are probably making some big bank on those 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 types of things, but it's it doesn't really it's not really a good portrayal of what chiropractic is.
0: Right. No, I, I would pee back on that. because I, I get asked all the time, Hey, do you do that technique? And I'm yeah. like, Look. There's a very specific subset of people that you probably could do that on, right? Uh, I think a lot of times if you look at a lot of the TikTok videos, it's a younger population that's being yes. worked on, right? Um,
2: Some aren't wearing many clothes, no, either. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's one reason you mm-hmm. get
0: a lot of views is because yeah. there's, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to troll that out there, oh, okay, whatever, that's fine. Right. Um, right, I agree with him. There's a lot of it looks fancy,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but y- you better know exactly what you're doing and who you're doing it on. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell people, I'm like, look, there's, there's very few people that we see that I would trust some people. Yeah. Some people, it's probably a valid technique, but like he said, I mean, heck there's, I know, uh, there was a technique we were taught in school that even when I was in school, they started being like, you know what? No, that's one we're not going to teach anymore. There's the research just does not back it up. Yeah. So, you know, I, could there be some techniques out there on TikTok that are like, eh, okay, that's valid yeah but again you better really do a thorough work up and know exactly who you're doing it on yeah because to me there's some stuff on there i'm just like you know
1: well the bizarreness kind of gets you intrigued it hooks you. so, yeah, so it that, hooks that's you. what yeah, that's kind of where yeah. they're going with it yeah, yeah i feel like well you know it's and, like
0: anything a lot of things on youtube on tiktok on instagram it's the hook
1: yeah. you gotta
0: have something that kind of grabs the attention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah uh,
0: yeah is it really what goes on it's not as far as i know i've not ever seen a chiropractor regularly do these things
3: mm. uh,
0: somebody i'm sure somewhere does but yeah I, it's not for me i gotta say that
1: <laughs> gotcha so tiktok uh doesn't tell the true tale huh I,
2: I don't know that but i would I say thinking. that it's, but i would say it's not an adequate portrayal of what's yeah. going on in the vast majority of chiropractic yeah. offices all over i would <clears> say a lot life. of
0: people look at it and just assume that everybody does that and that's not not mm-hmm. true. You know, there's like, it's like, all right, let's go back to the gym. You can look at a lot of personal trainers and a lot of the, the stuff that they're like, uh, these extreme exercises that people are right. doing. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're not going to do that with your, your normal everyday. Hey, you're in your forties. You want to lose some weight. You got some knee pain. Okay. Let's do these exercises. It's not going to be, Hey, let's,
3: you know, mm-hmm.
0: do Pull ups with a med ball that were kicking over the bar, and then you're mm-hmm. twisting and letting go and catching yourself, and then catching the med ball on the other side with your leg. Yeah,
2: okay. Yeah, you it I looks need, great. You mean I need to stop doing that? Well, I mean, yeah. be well, careful. On the- yes, yeah. you probably should do it with both hands,
0: not <laughs> just the one.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, cool, dude. So, um Brad, I don't know. Did you have a job where you worked for a boss previously, or have you always owned a business? Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah kind of being a business owner and all that, a lot of, especially younger generation now, the kind of the one below me, they're like, they want to be an entrepreneur, own their business, do all that. But I know there's some struggles there, you know, obviously some struggles, uh, employees, Mm -hmm. different things like that. So kind of talk about the difference between kind of being an employee and then owning a business, kind of the struggles of the two.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the first probably three years that I was out of school, I worked for a couple different doctors as, as an associate doctor, I was an employee, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of, you know, I saw patients, treated patients, but I also did the things that they didn't want to do in the office. You know, I, I saw people they didn't maybe necessarily want to see. I would do all the exams and, and things of that nature. So, you know, it was a good experience, you know, and, and mistakenly, you know, looking back, you know, I thought after three or four years, I thought, I know how to do all this, you know, I can run a business, I can open up, you know, and I'll do fine. Well, it was a rude awakening yeah. i'll tell you it, it is a rude awakening there's a difference between you know going in and and treating and seeing patients and there there's there's the whole other aspect of running the business you know of of paying the bills of of knowing what licenses you have to have how do you file insurance how do you how do you get your your provider numbers how do you get credentialed to be in those insurance networks and right. things so it, it it was a rude awakening and it was not easy getting started and you know really with any business I don't you know probably doesn't matter whether it's a restaurant industry or whatever um you know there's there's bumps in the road and and man, I had those you know the first five years it was it was not easy and you know, I'm moving here I didn't know anybody I, I'm not from Etowah County didn't know anyone so you know I hung my shingle up and had to start you know had to get out and pound the pavement you know, get out and meet people. I joined the Kiwanis Club and go in the YMCA and got on the board at the Y and um, got involved with big brothers, big sisters, and, you know, got on the board there and, you know, went out and, you know, did talks in the community and just just did what I could, you mm-hmm. know, try and get my name out there. So um, I think, I, I you know, I think that would be the thing I would say to anybody that's younger is starting a business you've got to, you've got to work at it. It it won't just come to you. People aren't just going to come to your door, you know, and say, Hey, I want, I want what you've got, you know, you've got to go out and you've got to work it, you know, and you see, you see restaurants and you you see businesses that open up around here and they're here for six months or a year, you know, and then, and then they're gone, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of, of not having a, you know, it, it's failure to have a plan for one thing, or it's failure to not work that plan or it's failure, just simply not being, you know, determined enough that you're going to, you're going to make things work. And so, you know, I, I just had to, I had to have a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you don't have a sense of urgency of, of, of wanting to, to succeed and all, then it makes it hard. But if you've got that drive, if you've got that sense of urgency, man, I got to do something, you know, you've got a much better chance. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so
0: absolutely will you know i came in he was already well established when i came in there um i will say i think initially i guess my coming out of school my concept or, or my thought process was well i'm gonna go in and patients are just gonna be there right and, that, and he's right i mean even though i'm not the business owner it is still like okay but i have to get my own people i have to get my own patients, like. The only time we kind of see each other's patients is if one of us is out right. in the office, um, you know. So it, it's a big difference in, and I do think a lot of people have the mindset of, "Hey, if I open my doors, it's going to just happen. They're going to
3: flood in. Yeah, here,
0: it's so. just going to mm-hmm. happen." And and you have to be persistent. There are good days. There are bad days. I I can tell you there are days that I'm like. Hey, man what am i doing why did i do this? yeah why yeah. why mm-hmm. and i and not even and not from a business standpoint between us i think mm-hmm. it's more of a frustration with changes in insurance because they constantly change oh yeah and the rules change and you know that i mean mm-hmm. yeah so it that's that's a frustration where it's like okay we're working we're doing more work to get paid less crap what am i doing i Maybe I need to go find a, a steady nine to five, and,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but I mean, we're, you do have to have that sense of urgency. You do have to have some, some kind of a drive. Um, I think it's just, we're constantly trying to evolve and say, okay, what else can we add? What are some other things that we think, not just from a, a business standpoint of, Hey, what, what's going to make us more money? What's going to drive our bottom line? But what else can we add that's going to help our patients? What else can we do that, like, man, we've got to, we're seeing a ton of this recently. Like, I mean, now, I, I mean, I know I get a ton of people that I'm like, okay, we got to work on some postural stuff because so many people are desk bound. You got a lot of people that are retirees and sit in a chair all day. Yeah. And it's like, okay, w- what can we do to to help even though we offer a great service as chiropractors, because we work on postural, we work on positional, we work on all those different things, but it's like, all right, what else can you do to kind of stack on that and, and help get a better result for your patients? Because in the end, any business you're running, I don't care if it's a medical, I don't care, like you said, restaurant, boutique, whatever,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you can have a great product. But if you don't know how to push that product and you don't know how to sell that product and make people believe in that product, it doesn't matter. That's right. Well, Well,
1: belief's a big deal. I think that's a really big deal, having belief in something and all that. Going back to the entrepreneur, the business, having that urgency, not everybody's built that way. And I think that's okay. You know, some people are made to be an employee and that's what you're going to do Mm -hmm. forever, you know, have whatever. Absolutely. But you have to be built that way. Uh, And I think a lot of people kind of like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and they they don't have that drive. You have to have that. And I think that's necessary to to start a business, to do all that. You got to have that drive in you for sure.
2: Well, a lot, you know, a lot of people have said to me over the year, well, it must be great to have your own business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> must must be great <laughs> yeah. to have your own business you can do what you want to do. You can take off whenever you want to take off. Well you and can. You can, but but you know, if you're not there, you're not you're not earning a living. Yep. If you're not exactly. there, you're not, you know, if if we'll not will not have to have our hands on people to, you know, for our practice to run and right. to to earn our income and to earn our living and things. So, you know, there's good and bad with, oh, with yeah. It's like any business with there's, running a, with running a business and pluses and minuses for, for sure. But
1: mm-hmm. well, there's also pluses and minuses to being an employee. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons to both. You just gotta take, take make the best of it and, and take it for what it's well. do. Well,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, like I know this. Just quick aside, like when I first got married, my wife's family would go to the beach for the whole week. I couldn't stay all week. So uh-huh. it's like I, I'm starting out. I, I don't have enough patience that I can afford to take a whole week off. Heck, it even scares me now. I've been I've been at this yeah. 18 years and a week off is like oh man I don't know yeah. cuz like he said when our feet walk out of that office your paycheck stops. Yeah. No, there's no paid
1: vacation, there's mm-hmm. no hey I, there's just it's I, I only get paid for the people I see. Being in that spot though there almost needs to be a balance there as well. I think some people kind of overreach and work 80 hours a week you know that's because you can keep making money you can uh so i think balance there is important it
0: is and having a family i think brad and i both try and really weigh that like Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
0: Yeah. there's there's days i probably need to be working yeah but then i think "Eh, i've only got my kids in my house for so long and i don't want to miss some of those times either that's right um
2: we always we always say to to our employees and you know if we're if if there's employee turnover anytime we're interviewing and talking to people i say, look we're we're regular people we, we're we've got families we've got kids we want to take some time off and you know there needs there needs to be that balance Absolutely. and you know um so we we take off when we can take off and yeah. enjoy family when we can I'll so always
0: take a two-month vacation during the summer oh well, <laughs> oh hey no look <laughs> very happy to have him with me still so. yeah yeah well, that, was a, right, that was a scary great. too months. so i don't want him to do that ever again right yeah, me either right. So. yeah
1: yeah, well, talking about uh employees, a lot of medical personnel are kind of looked at as numbers. When I I'll tell a story. I was in the ER. <clears throat> I worked e r ER the majority of my career, and uh got right out of school, 2014. I'm young. I don't know how old y'all are, but uh, yes, you do. Yes, but, you do. But uh, and uh, got in the ER, and there was, there was a guy there, and uh, he's like, just they look at you're a number. They yeah. don't care about you. And I, and I was like, no, they, I, they, I'm gonna, I'm work, I'm gonna do a great job. They're gonna care. And unfortunately, a lot of environments are like that, but you said, you know, y'all look at people as, you know, you have a life and other stuff like that. I think that's really important and it makes people want to be a part and want to stay for sure. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um,
3: lost my train of thought.
0: It's all good. It happens. <laughs> well, he was talking about employee turnover We're cut this and part employees staying and I would say,
1: well, uh-oh. we need need to cut that out
0: (laughs) no no we're fine (laughs) okay it's just let let me let me i will say this and you don't have to say anything it is really hard right now to find good employees yes it just is Mm -hmm. and i don't care who you talk to i don't care what field they're in It's it's not just medical it is hard to find good employees yeah um honestly i don't know what the problem is but
1: you know i think covid's a big deal we'll get this video might get flagged if i say that i mean seriously no i I agree with you but uh but i think just the impact it i feel like it changed people since that time it you got the free money you got it's like you got a taste of that Mm -hmm. and now it's like it was too well you know covid was a terrible time it's a it's a hard thing to describe, but I think that from the mental health standpoint, there's a lot of problems with that and all that, but uh, I don't know. A lot of people talk about the younger generation, too, and all that, yeah. but, uh, but too, I, my parents said that, like kids these days, and now I I'm, think every generation and I'm does, like, look at the kid, yeah, I mean, every generation says that, but now, specifically, it is. It's just hard to find a quality, the work ethic, you know, and, and all that. It's just harder to find a thing out.
0: Well, and I think, like you say, you you go back generationally they didn't have the luxuries they didn't have the the things now i mean like this i mean yeah who knew that you could do a podcast yeah turn it into something and get paid for it yeah back then they'd been like Mm. are you kidding me you do a radio show right like Mm -hmm. everybody does a radio show yeah well no that that's not how that works but so i do think some of that is i do think some of it's generational i mean lord i worry about my own kids i'm like good night y'all are the Laziest sons of guns I've ever seen. Can yeah, you please get off your rear end.
1: Well, but, it almost shows not, that, but, it almost shows that too much comfort can be a bad thing. It can. And it almost it can swing that bat, that spectrum a long way.
2: Well, you're you know, and going back to employees, and you're talking about employees, and you know, whether you're thought of as a number or thought of just as a person, and 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 I think Will Will would say the same thing. You know, we're we're a small office. You know, we have three to four employees that are working with us at at any time, and anytime we talk to somebody that's, you know, potential employee, if we're interviewing and things, we'll say, look, we want, you know, we're, we're easy to work with. We're not, we don't yell and scream at you. You know, we, we have expectations of anybody that's in our office and, you know, first and foremost, we're, we're here to help people. You know, people come to us with problems, people come to us with pain. So, you know, our job is to, to do our very best to make them feel better and to Mm -hmm. to give them the care that they need. And if we can provide that, we do that. If not, then, you know, we send them where they can get that. Mm -hmm. So we always say to folks, number one, you know, in working here, you know, you need to, you need to want to help people. You know, we need you to be flexible. (laughs) You better like people. Yeah, you better like people. I mean, we we put our hands on people every day. And so, you know. We've never treated our employees like numbers. You know, we get to know our employees and, and we, we, you know, pretty much everybody we've ever had, <clears throat> we've become friends with them mm-hmm. and, you know, get to know their families and, you know, kids and cats and dogs and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and talk with each other, pray with each other. And so, you know, in our office, at least, you know, we've, we've never wanted anybody to feel like that they were a number mm-hmm. or that they weren't appreciated. You know, sometimes people stay around for a long time and sometimes they don't. Um, but, but, you know, I, I think we've, we've always had a pretty good, pretty good office working environment. Yeah. Well, you have
1: to produce value like to make money. And I think just Mm -hmm. understanding that to me, it's like, well, I have to do a job to produce a service or a good to make the employer want to keep me. You know what I mean? That's just common sense to me. Mm -hmm. But I think now just, uh, I don't know, I, I can't explain it. The time it is and all that, just the work ethic and stuff, it's almost like, i'm owed this you know just by being here i'm owed this and all that versus the work ethic to me is just not as heavy or not as heavily taught i really don't know no
0: and you know one thing we talk with our employees about especially in our office and our line of work like look yes you better like people and yes your first priority is to help somebody when they come in because like you said they're they're in pain they may be grumpy when they come in they may not be the nicest to deal with initially um I recently had a guy that I thought, Oh gosh, this guy's going to be really hard to deal with. (laughs) He's turned out to be an incredibly nice guy. He's just an older guy. He's a little, little lonely. And, and the girls have really started to like him too. Um, you know, but it's one of those things I think sometimes you got to be able to leave your, your problems at the door
3: when you come in.
0: Um, and some people are great at that. Some people are not great at it. We have to be good at it. and, and, But the, our employees are our first representation of our office. That's right. They are an extension of us. And so your first impression, like if you came in as a patient, if you have a bad interaction with our employee, you're probably going to have a pretty negative mindset going into dealing with us. Right. And as wonderful as Brad and I are and as easy as we are to get along with, I know, I know we are, um, (laughs) But sometimes that's hard to overcome. You, you, yeah. you can't overcome your employees Sometimes And I think we had an incident with that several years ago where we had an employee go out and all of a sudden it's like people were just like, well, they were hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had no idea because I, I don't know why people don't sometimes feel the need to tell us that right away. But that hurts our business right? because we don't know. I mean, we don't see how you interact with them up front. We just mainly deal with you in the back, and you know, I I would like to think Brad and I have a very good reputation in our community. Um, I'm sure there's people that don't like us. I'm sure there's people we've rubbed the wrong way. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but I would say you know that's one of those things where you, you can't please everybody. But we doggone we try and do the best we can <clears throat> and try and get people feeling better. And because I think we both especially in our line of work, all three of us, you don't want to feel like you're just run through a meat grinder and like, well, they don't care. They didn't listen. They didn't take the time to, yeah, I want, I want, I'm going to treat somebody the way I would want to be treated when I walk in an office. We don't,
2: we don't cookie cutter any, anybody that comes in our Uh, office, you know, we, we treat each, we treat everybody individually and based on whatever, whatever problem they come in with, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to formulate a treatment plan that works. Or whatever their problem is, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't just, we don't cookie cutter folks when they come in the office. Nah. So
1: going back to, uh, what you said about some people may not like you, uh, Mike Tyson, big, uh, quote, he said, if you're a friend to everybody, you're an enemy to yourself. The great theologian. He's a theologian
0: <laughs> Well, th- <laughs> <Hey, laughs> you know, I, my favorite <laughs> saying is everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth.
1: That's true. Uh, he That's said true. it and I'm like, you
0: know what? He You're actually said great. a quote,
1: uh he said, uh, my back is broken. Have you seen that clip? Oh, I have not. And they said, Is it a what is it, a vertebrae? What he said, spinal. That's all he said. And uh-huh. I was like, That doesn't tell us anything. But, you know, uh-huh. hilarious. I, I don't know if you'd know that you need to look that up. I'll have to check that You'll out. You'll have but. to. So we talked a little bit about mar- about marketing. How do you market? What's the best way? Trial and error. What have you seen that worked the best?
0: Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> that's an ever-changing yeah, that's strategy that, right that, there. That kind
2: of depends on who you ask. Yeah, it really does. You know, as far as that. But, you know, I, I can say from, from the beginning, you know, and in, in starting out and coming here and not knowing anybody, you know, I think you, you do have to get out into your community. You, you have to, I think you have to establish relationships with people you know get out and get out and know the people in your community kind of get a feel of what's going on in your community and be visible i think so so that people know who you are one and you know two i i think word of mouth mm-hmm. you know you know you come into our office and having a good experience and you know going home and telling your spouse or you know your aunt or your uncle or friends you you know your coworkers and things like that so you know doing a good job Mm -hmm. And having someone spread that word of mouth, I think, is the very best. You know, obviously, obviously in this day and age, I think, you know, I think digital marketing, you know, in, in some way, shape or form, whether it's advertising on Google, Facebook, Instagram, things of that nature or doing things online. I think digital marketing is kind of a must at this point. You know, used to you'd see TV commercials, radio ads, newspaper ads, but they ain't newspapers anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, you can't, you know, there's no need to put a newspaper ad in and, you know, chiropractors and lawyers used to take big ads in, in yellow pages. You know, you'd see lawyers have full page ads and chiropractors have full page as well. People don't use the yellow pages really anymore. Right. So, you know, um, what? so I, I think, I think word of mouth. And, you know, the other thing, the other thing is, is you've got to have a good website. Yeah. yeah. Your website, your website is your business card yeah. and your website is the introduction to your office or to your business. If people can click onto your website, see a picture of you, see a picture of your office and, you know, maybe a video or something, you know, that goes a long way. You know, people can kind of get a feel and people do get a feel for what they look at online, you know, and whether something looks, looks positive, looks like it's on the up and up or not. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, my opinion, that's kind of what I think.
0: I would absolutely agree with everything he said. I think the biggest problem for us is digital marketing, I don't have a clue how any of that works. Yeah, And so we rely heavily on some other people that kind of take take charge of that because yeah. I'm not tech savvy. I'll be honest. I hate if I could go really? back to a flip phone. Oh, man. Yeah, look, if I could go back to a flip phone <laughs> where I simply can text and call, I'd
1: do it in a heartbeat.
0: Right. I just... I don't know i'm old school yeah but you gotta thing. evolve that's you the do. thing Y'all, you, you
1: do i know you said you would go back but you have to i mean you gotta evolve because because the world's changing you got to kind of evolve with it and all that because oh, everything is going uh uh online for sure it is mm-hmm.
0: it is it yep. definitely is. well that's why i like you know we, we do some different stuff now i think um we use a uh program called cairo up that buddy they're always changing mm. and, and it's kind of some um, rehab. Rehab kind of stuff that we use um always they're always updating information on there and so that helps us with some of our marketing because we can use some of their content but like mm. i don't really have a personal facebook page um I have an instagram i couldn't tell you the last time i've been on it yeah i used to have twitter don't really check twitter ever anymore uh so i mean that's just kind of where we are um yeah i think i guess
1: that shows our age to some degree yeah um it <laughs> goes back to age don't, don't talk, be, look. Don't, be,
2: don't, be t- don't don't be pointing the finger at me being old oh well
1: going to uh you mentioned social media talk about that a little bit i know you uh you had snap right did you just I, snapchat for a I while did. and twitter but you said you don't really do social media was that was well, that a personal decision what was that
0: uh part of it yeah um just after talking to my wife a little bit i was like you know i just don't think this is a good avenue yeah um there are so many snares, so many pitfalls. And I I mean, I'll be honest. Uh had a little a weird interaction on Snapchat mm-hmm. with somebody that I'm friends with that I have not just hadn't seen in a long time. And mm-hmm. I kind of just, hey, how are you? Hadn't talked to you in a while. And it was a girl. Mm-hmm. And she screenshot it, sent it to my wife. And my wife is like, Who is this? And I was like, Well, that was the extent of the conversation. Right. Um, that was every bit of it. And then she she thank goodness. I used to do dad jokes because the only reason I had Snapchat in the first place is because when I worked with the athletes at the high school, that's the only way the kids would communicate with me. Mm -hmm. So if I had a kid that got injured, that was strictly it. I didn't really like it because I was much more comfortable with just, hey, let me text. Let me, you know, let your parents know that we're communicating. Let me communicate. Let me involve your parents in it. Um, But anyway... I had done a dad joke on there and it's still (laughs) one of my favorite dad jokes. And it was, hey, I'm not trying to brag, but cashiers are always checking me out.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, that's great. (laughs) I know. That is great. (laughs) And so, but the same girl, Snap, took a screenshot of that, sent that to my wife and was like, you need to know what your husband's bragging about. And then my wife was like, okay, this is not anything. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not taking any chances. Yeah. This is not something I need to be involved in because you just honestly as innocent as i may mean something yeah. i don't know how the person on the other end and i tell my kids that right. i'm like look when you're texting when you're doing any of that you don't get tone you don't get inflection mm-hmm. right you read you don't it, get intent and then mm-hmm. how you interpret it they may mean something I, I don't know if either one of you ever watched key and peel a little bit okay they did one and it's one of the best skits they ever did they have the best oh look well it's the two of them texting back and forth Uh, and one of them's real chill about every text and the other one's just getting irate yeah because he's reading it and and i i showed it i remember when it first came out i showed it to my wife because god please don't let my wife hear this podcast but my wife does that. (laughs) Oh yeah, is that she will read a text and be like can you believe like what look listen to this i'm like
3: but you, you don't know if you that's how they meant it, it. Right, you, right. you might be taking
0: it in a completely wrong context
3: right.
0: so i it, social media is just not something i care about i just i maybe i should and yeah. now for the business i would say maybe but personally mm-hmm. ah, too many
1: well talking about that man it is a snare i mean especially in marriage and all that yeah. and you know um biblically well we'll talk about the bible for a little bit uh if that's okay but um says so flee from sin yeah right We're, we when you entertain that and kind of ride that line that's when things usually happen it's not like you blatantly want to sin and do some else mm-hmm. it's kind of like you kind of flirt with it a little bit yeah and yeah. it's like uh, i just kind of i just kind of fell into it and that that happens um so i think for sure i don't do snap either i have instagram facebook whatever mm-hmm. but i decided that too i was in a relationship and <clears throat> you know i'm just like this isn't it goes away there's no track and yeah so it's kind of a thing in relationship with me. Uh, if I have a relationship, me and my partner, we just kind of like, hey, look, Snapchat is not really a great app. There's other social media. Yeah, you know, you can send messages and all that. Mm-hmm. But Snapchat is kind of a slippery slope. In it my is. Yeah. it yeah. is.
2: I've never done Snapchat. So, I, you know, I, I have a rudimentary understanding of it. But, you know. <laughs> well, it goes away. Like you send a message and yeah, it's gone. Yeah, you know, it's So gone. you can yeah. send photos. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, it's a slippery slope. That's yeah. my rudimentary understanding well, look, it of it. Took,
0: but, it took my daughter some convincing she's only had it and she's 15 yeah she's only had it for about two months um look she's only had instagram for about a year and i made her sit down and write down here are the pros and cons like what are the pros of having instagram what are the cons of having instagram i said you need to make sure you understand them
1: that's a good Um, idea right there
0: well no i can't say i make all good decisions but but like watching her i've told her i pay for your phone yeah so if i say let me see your phone. I don't care what mm-hmm. time of day it is. There's yeah. no hang on. Let give me a minute. Mm. There's no hey. I'm swiping out of stuff real quick. Right. I said, and and if I decide I want to open your Snapchat, I have free license to open anything that anybody sends you. And I said you need to be aware of that. Now, I have noticed they take pictures of the ceiling. Yeah. They take pictures of their shoe. The, yeah. No, they don't even type on uh, they just it. They send just that? send the picture mm-hmm. and uh,
2: they send it to everybody in their list. I'm like, that's something the dumbest about, thing I've ever seen. Something about keeping the string going or they've got a string. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Hey, I'm not like you were close, Brad. You know what it is. You act like you don't know what it is. Yeah. He was like, you know, he was like, I'm going to say string. You said that. Well, my daughter does that, you know, and my son does that too. They'll be like, why are you sending, you know, why are you sending a random picture to uh, your, your friends your or whatever? Your shoe, your knee. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what is something that about? That, so I've got to keep in the street going. I remember that mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, funny.
1: Well Yeah, it is, but but parents need to be involved in the, with their kids. Oh, you uh, do. I think, you know, yes. it's, uh, especially now with social media and all that, if you're not, um, it, it is a slippery slope, man. And they can get into oh, something yeah. really bad really quickly, for oh, sure. Yeah. I,
2: I've, I've said this, and many people my age say this, that we're so happy what, that, what age you is know, that? so so happy that <laughs> <clears throat> too old um so happy that you know there weren't cell phones around when we were teenagers you know because there's you know there's no privacy anymore we, we got a way kids, off performance chiropractor yes, we're gonna we get did. back
1: but i kind of mm. want to stay on this uh because it's good stuff i totally lost my train of thought well i mean we're on the better man podcast
0: and so there look yeah there are certain versatile. things you better if you want to be a better man, that's right. There's certain standards you better hold yourself to.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I would love to tell both of you. I've adhered to those strictly my entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Now my kids are facing the age now and and Brad, your kids are both there where it's like, mm-hmm. boy, there's a lot of things that life is going to throw at you right now as teenagers.
1: So my train mm-hmm. of thought came back. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard, you know, my dad's seventies, you know, he's older. Uh, it's hard for him to relate to what i go through i will say that yeah yeah because you know the amount of exposure that i had as a child was nowhere near what he had right um you know i'm 30 He's 70s to kind of give some context but i think it's really important for parents to see that you know even now even even y'all you know your children and all that the amount of exposure at your fingertips you have the world you do you know <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing it is but it can also be very dark and very dangerous and all that so i think just uh watching that and monitoring that is a is a great thing like you said you, for sure I,
2: I think you have to because because teenagers teenagers don't they they don't see as we're talking about the slippery slope they don't right. see you know how certain things can lead to trouble or lead lead to problems and they are they're they're, they're ex- they're exposed to anything and everything and you know yeah. they they can be you know trying to to look up something you know benign and, and innocuous and land on something that they they have no business being in so i, I, I think it's <clears throat> you know it's it's it is a much it's a much different world for our teenagers first when you and i were teenagers yeah. and when you were a teenager yeah, it's so it's, yeah. it's 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 really different and you know i i do feel for kids because they 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 do, they are exposed to things that we weren't exposed to, you know, at their age. I mm-hmm. mean, look at TV. Yeah. You know, look at TV commercials and what, what you can be exposed to on yeah. on simple commercials that are bringing up topics that are, you know, that I didn't understand when I was my kid's age. Yeah, I you know, still and don't understand and some of them. <laughs> and they're front and center. And, you know, when mm-hmm. your kids are asking, you know, well, dad, what's that mean? Or dad, what? What are they, what are they doing and what are they saying? And, and, you know, even just on regular TV, it's, kids are exposed to so much more. Well, it's harder it was, and
1: harder to flee from temptation. I does. mean, you know, mm-hmm. just being a, in the world, like you're just bombarded with it almost now. You are well,
0: more than before. I, well, I mean, there, there's that. Mm-hmm. They don't really know how to communicate really well anymore because it's all like I with my daughter. She has a boyfriend, a good mm-hmm. kid, like him a lot. Yeah. Um, comes from a really good family we like them a lot but we joke with her all the time we're like you know it used to be like when i wanted to call your mom i had to call the house call her. i had to have one of her parents or her sister pick up and then be like may I please speak with francis and mm-hmm. I, you know it's just different uh, kids don't know how to talk to adults anymore kids don't know how to talk to each other anymore i mean heck you know you can do uh what is it the Watch parties on Netflix now where you can all watch the same movie, but all be at your own house. Yeah. And you're still, I'm like, so there, there is an aspect of, yes, you, you, overexposure. Um, Brad, like you said, there's, there's just way too many opportunities to stumble on something that you don't even mean to. Right. Um, but at the same time, I think it's also created a state of isolation for a lot of these kids where they're like, mm, I really don't have to deal with people. And, mm. I think uh, so. Going back to the the employee thing, I think that's one thing with the younger generation right now is, it's easy to escape and and not deal with things because you're on a device, yeah, and you don't have that personal interaction. I tell my kids all the time, like, I didn't have the real world that's not how the real world well there's operate. so
1: much communication but not a lot of connection yeah right and I, yeah that, that's, that's true yeah, yeah, communication that's a better way to term is it. through the roof yeah that's a better that's a way, way to but the way to connection it. relatability yeah. to other people yeah. is almost not really existent you know and going through hard times and stuff uh you kind of avoid that that depletes character right i can think about in my life anytime i've been through difficult things or had to do hard things or whatever now i appreciate the good because mm-hmm. of what i went through bad and all that but yeah but like I said, that was a really good point. Yeah.
0: Well, conflict resolution. Right. My daughters had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. We're like, no, you're not texting somebody that's a good friend of yours that y'all are mad at each mm-hmm. other. You're going to pick up the phone and call her. Yes. And she, look, my daughter decided she wasn't going to play club volleyball this year. She's played for this team for five years. And a lot of her team just decided not to show up for her tryout. And we said, that's fine. You don't have to go to the tryout, but you will call your coach and tell her why you're not trying out. Mm -hmm. And she sat in our kitchen for a solid hour and cried. I -hmm. can't do this. I can't do this. This isn't, you got till three Mm o'clock and at three o'clock, if you don't, I am. And then you're going to talk to her because I'm going to put her on speakerphone. And she did it. And her coach said, I'm so thankful that you called. Mm -hmm. You always have a spot here. If you ever want to come back, if you ever need anything, I love you. I'll do anything I can for you. And my daughter got off the phone and was like, wow, good, good lesson. That was whole lot easier than i thought it would be i was like yeah it's scary Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. but
3: you know i think you learn more from mistakes and the hard things in life than
0: the things that are easy yeah i mean and if you if you think life is always going to be easy and you're you're going to be able to avoid conflict you got a rude awakening yeah i Mm -hmm. mean because life's going what line and rocky Mm-hmm. life will bring you to your knees and it'll keep you there if you let it
1: yeah
3: and
0: he's right i mean if you don't learn how to rocky handle was other right. people
1: well, rocky rocky was Rock, right.
0: look boxers <laughs> apparently are great theologians. Yeah, Rocky. Hey, Mike Tyson. Nice yeah, that's a good reference i'm sure george foreman has Ooh, some great ones yeah. i'm sure
1: he makes a good grill too he does uh so <laughs> we got great. way off topic i know I'm sorry well, no that's still so good that was all great stuff best way to deal with conflict conflict the customer is
2: always right right you've heard this saying. Yes. Uh, Is that true? Do you think that's true? Well, the customer isn't always right, but you need to make them feel that they're right. Right. I think that's a great. way. Or find a good resolution. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and I think we'll kind of alluded to this earlier. You know, we, we want everybody that walks in our door to be happy and pleased with what we do. They're not, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it's impossible. It's impossible. I mean, you know, you, you can't even please your friends, you know, all the time too. So, there's conflict but you know that we have in you know you know the the old saying of you know you attract more flies with honey i guess is that is that the yeah you know is that the saying but, but anyway you know if if a patient has an issue or something we always we always say we're sorry you know we understand you know let's let's find a solution to to what what your issue is and You know, usually it's not based on, on care. A lot of times it's based on money, you know, what their insurance company did or didn't pay. And there's conflicts about, about those types of things and, you know, filing insurance, billing insurance. So there's, there's, there's frequently, you know, questions and issues and people not understanding things. So we always, we always have that philosophy, you know, the patients always, always, you know, we're going to try and make them feel like, you know, that. That we care and that we're going to do what we can to resolve whatever conflict or issue it is mm. you know putting up a brick wall you know just saying well you're wrong you know we've been yes. doing this we've been doing this for 30 years and you're mm. wrong you don't know what you're talking some about offices do that they some do some, some do. Do. do that some do yeah. some do and you know <laughs> it's just never been our position in the way that we do but that I, we, we try to we try to help them understand you know why 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 something didn't happen And sometimes it's not necessarily
1: that they can be right but let's come to a mutual agreement a mutual Mm -hmm. understanding of what's happening how what can be the best outcome for everybody because i think Mm -hmm. everybody can't get their way all the time That's not realistic yeah
0: well and i think one thing in our situation is going to be a little different um from somebody who is in like a birmingham or a nashville or atlanta where it's a huge city it's like well there's millions of people right that could still come through our door so one person being mad, a lot of people in that instance would probably be like, but in we're a in a town. small town. Right. So word of mouth, negativity Neg- is going to spread much faster. We could treat a hundred people positively yeah. and have word one of, come in and have a bad experience. And word of, yeah. right. word of gonna, mouth goes both ways. Word of mouth
2: can be good or bad. Oh, he's going to
0: write the review. That's right. Negative person, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. look, I think honestly, and this is not, please don't take this as a brag, but I think our Google reviews, I think we're at 4.9 out of 5 yeah okay that's pretty doggone good yeah but we've got one or two scathing reviews on there is it necessarily something that we did wrong or our staff did wrong or like you said a lot i think of it was times, will telling dad jokes that's right i've got some great jokes and i will tell them if we've got <laughs> it was, time it was all
2: will it was will's dad's joke yeah i probably got offended i'm
0: sure I, I would be i've had a few people look at me and want <laughs> to leave after a few jokes but no, but I do think Brad's right. You have a lot of people that just on the insurance side of things, not understanding. And unfortunately, they take that out on our end. Like, like we have control over that and right. we don't. Um, but you do have to kind of say, look, we understand. We don't, we're not happy about it either. How can we work on this? How can we help you? Some people are fine. Some people will be like, okay, mm-hmm. now that you've cleared that up, I understand it. I see it. You also have people who just, have been coming in and are not getting out of their pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, that kind of can come off as a negative. And and like he said earlier, he, he alluded to it perfectly. We don't try and cookie cutter anybody where, Hey, everybody that comes in with low back pain is going to get the exact same treatment, the exact same exercises, the exact same therapies that we do. Um, but when we have somebody who's like, Hey, it's just not working okay, well, now we try and do our best. I I tell my patients, all right, now I've got to switch hats. And I have to say, all right, what's our next best step? Where do you need to be? Because if this isn't working, there's no point in you keep coming back. Right. Like, why? You know it's not working. I know it's not working. So I think, like you said, though, I mean, you do try and, yeah, they're not always right, but we're not always right either. That's right. And, and you have to be able to, you have to be able to, say sometimes like look
1: you know what i screwed up mm-hmm. or hey i did something that probably wasn't the best thing to do well i think there's such a pressure for medical people to be perfect yeah you i know? would agree i mean if a surgeon's operating on you i want them to be perfect well, okay. yes. yeah. but like yeah. you know it, it's impossible excuse me it's impossible like we're human right i mm-hmm. mean perfection's impossible to achieve yeah um and so if there's there's going to be conflict there's going to be whatever you know i do the same thing talk to them how can we make this what can we do you know what can we do? Sometimes the resolution isn't perfect, but right. you just do it so, again,
2: so you know kind of in the in the same vein, you know if somebody comes in, they've got lower back pain <clears throat> and And one of the things I say to you know to to just about everybody that comes in I' you know we'll identify what's causing their back pain. And I'll say, "Look, okay, this is what we do, what we're going to try and and do for your lower back pain." Any doctor you go to has got a tool bag. It's got a tool kit. They got certain things they do to treat back pain. Right. So in our office, this is our tool bag, and this is what we're going to do to try and treat your back pain. You know, we'll 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 set a time frame. You know, and we'll say we'll work that plan. <clears throat> you know, if we get the result we want, good. If not, then our job is to find some place for you to go. So you know, that's you know just as what Will is saying. You know, we do we do what we know to do to treat. Back pain, neck pain, headaches, or shoulder pain or knee pain, whatever it may be you know and and it's no different than if you go to your primary care provider, they're going to have certain things that they do to treat back pain, headaches, or knee pain mm-hmm. so if those things work great, you know he's a hero, I'm a hero, if they don't, you know then you you make that referral and you you know your job then is to as will said, your job then is to find the right provider to help that person so
1: yeah you know that's
2: our job you know whether whether it's helping them in our office or helping them get to the place they need to be
1: right there's nothing like treating a patient though and then they're better like to me gosh you know that's why we do what we do yeah i mean you know man i I don't think that's a replaceable feeling Mm -hmm. man just when you take care of a patient they're better and then they thank you for that like that's it Mm -hmm. for me man
2: when patients are walking out of my treatment room and they're better and we've had a good treatment, I, I always say, I'm glad you feel better. Yes. Yeah. And I am. I'm glad they feel better. Yeah. Well,
0: I think you it, it in all medical professions, and especially when you're dealing with the public and, and people in pain, I think you have to know your strengths and weaknesses, though, too. Like, I yeah. have to know, all right, you know what? I'm not great with this part of the body. Yeah. I'm really good at this part. I may not be as strong over here. So sometimes it's okay to say, you know what? Like I tell a lot of my people, if you ask me a question, if I know the answer, we'll talk about it. If I don't, I'm going to try and find it out. And if I just really feel like it's something beyond my skill set, okay, yeah, let's 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 get you to somebody who deals with this on a, like I'll be honest. I mean, I love I, dealing with shoulders. I do. Shoulders drive me crazy cuz shoulders there's so many different things that can make your shoulder hurt. Right. <laughs> um I am not going to sit there and tell you that I am hundred percent confident in reading a shoulder MRI. Just don't see them enough. I yeah. mean, lumbar MRIs. Okay. X-rays, yeah, you know, knock it out. No problem. Lump, I mean, shoulder MRIs, eh, you're probably going to want somebody else to look at that one. You're right. Um, but I think that's where you also have a lot of people that kind of have that superiority complex, mm-hmm. especially in the medical field. And especially I'm, I'm saying this, my dad being a surgeon, you'll see that. Yeah. Where like you say, Hey, no, nah, I, I know I know better than you. Um, yeah. Look, I tell people all the time. I'm like, I don't care if it's something I tell you. If you go to another doctor and they tell you I'm an idiot. Hey, that, that chiropractor that you're going to is an idiot. That's fine. Mm. I, I don't mind. I I don't mind being wrong. Right. Um, if it means we're getting you the right care. I don't, I don't mind being wrong. Because mm. that means I, we
1: took the next step. To get you where you need to be well like i said before this is a team approach it is you know and you know the most dangerous clinician is somebody that can't take correction yeah you know now if you are you know there's a time i think there's a time to be firm and time to stand for if you believe in something understand it completely and all that that's your specialty whatever but i think there is a lot of that in the medical field especially you know people not wanting to give it all saying i know best you don't know anything all that yeah it's a real thing
2: healthcare is competitive it is
1: It is. Um. Future of the business. What's performance chiropractic? We'll get, I'm going to talk about future plans later, but for the business of chiropractic, uh,
2: what's the future looking like? Or chiropractic itself? Uh, for the business performance mm. or, or performance chiropractic. Well, our business is strong. We're stable. You know, we've, like I say, you know, I've been here for 30 years. Um, we'll Will not have been together for 18 years. So, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're fortunate and we're blessed, you know, that we've got an established practice. We've, you know, feel like we've got an established, you know, good reputation within the community, you know, not only with, with people and other businesses, but we, we do have very strong relations within, within the healthcare field and with other medical offices, with the orthopedic offices and all. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, there are things that Will and I talk about at different times, you know, we are, our, our building that we're in is, is we're, we're really almost out, outgrowing that building at times. And, you know, always talking about, you know, possibly, you know, needing needing new office space or more office space. I think one of the really neat things that's been going on in healthcare, and probably not so much, you know, around Gadsden because we're not a metropolitan area, but you know, multidisciplinary clinics where you have, mm-hmm. you know, a primary care provider, a nurse practitioner, a chiropractor, a physical therapist, mm-hmm. um, multi multi specialty healthcare people in one clinic that mm-hmm. can can really do some good. Okay. You know, sometimes there's overlap between professions, but you know, we've we've talked about those things. So, you know, if we can get to those things, we think those would be fun things to do and neat things to bring to the Gadsden area and bring to Etowah County if if we could, you know, figure out the best way to do that. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we we're always looking at trying to improve as Will said earlier, we're always looking at how can we improve what we do every day. And we do, we subscribe to evidence-based material everything that we give people is evidence-based it's not things that we've made up it's you know our exercise programs our treatment plans they're all things that that we that we read and look at from people um that do look at all the research and all the you know what's the best treatment for for headaches what's the best treatment for low back pain what's the best treatment for tennis elbow within our profession and so you know we try to always figure out ways to build a better mousetrap and how we treat people. And then, you know, we hope, we hope that, you know, we can keep expanding and growing and, and, um, you know, maybe look at something along the lines of multidisciplinary yeah. I think practice the, someday. The, I think the
0: multidisciplinary thing would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the South is a little behind. Yeah. I mean, West coast, they've been doing it for, Or for MPs,
1: MP practice. You know, I think there's only 12 states that MPs can't practice independently, mm -hmm. and Alabama is one of them. Yeah. Well, absolutely, Alabama
0: is, I think, one of the few, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of the few states where chiropractors and physical therapists can't cross-refer to each other. Alabama is one of the few there. Uh, And that's why it is, healthcare is a competitive field. um, And I will say you do have, like he said, there's overlap so you do have some chiropractors who really want to do a lot of post-surgical rehab with with patients. Okay. We don't do that. Right. Um, I don't feel like that's my calling. I don't feel like that's my specialty. Um, there are times that you've got physical therapists that do spinal manipulation. Okay. I mean, some chiropractors get really bent out of shape about that. You know, I, there's a lot of overlap. There is a lot of competition, right? But again, I think in a small town like we're in, multi- multidisciplinary would be a great tool. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to get your foot in the door and get some people to really look at that concept. Mm-hmm. because of the competitive side, I think some people look at it as well you're going to take my you're going to be taking money out of my pocket, and it's not necessarily that way. If you really structure it and look at how the real good practices do it. I mean, heck, one of my professors in school served as an emergency room chiropractor Mm -hmm. in a hospital in chicago Mm, Like an emergency room chiropractor i had never heard of that wow and i think we even kind of dabbled with the hospitals around here about hey could could we possibly look at doing something like that Mm -hmm. it was of course that was met with a very quick no of course um of course we used to do manipulation under anesthesia Mm -hmm. um where i mean you would be in the surgery center and have a anesthesiologist in there and we would do chiropractic manipulation to oh, the wow. specific yeah. joints. Um, we looked at trying, we were having to go to Georgia. Yeah. Um, but we looked at trying to do that with the surgery center here and after they were actually really interested. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after looking at the way blue cross was going to allow it to be done, it was like, well, we'd make all, all told, I think what, $12. I don't yeah. know. Was it was it, like, was that's
2: wasn't,
1: it right. wasn't financially good off. No, it, it's it's right. a great treatment, but it wasn't, yeah, wasn't something that
2: the cross would recognize here. For so. sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well good yeah. stuff, man. So the vision's uh looking bright of rolling. Yes, yeah. yeah. We we you know we we're we're looking at expanding and yeah. growing. Always changing. Yeah.
1: That's good. That's the way to be for sure. Are we good on time? I, I don't think. even know what time it is, so just keep rolling. Awesome. Seven thirty. Is it seven thirty? Dude,
0: we've been going. Oh, yeah, an Lord. hour, okay. 10 minutes. It's okay. good.
1: To, we can go about uh, 15 more minutes if you're cool with that. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I'm do, you want, do you want to? Are you really? I'm kind of cold. You want to cut out the yeah,
2: I'm kinda n- to, cut heat off? blowing? This is air conditioning. I blowing. will say
0: this. It, Let me say this. I this have seen his breath blowing. a few <laughs> times. Yes, yes, I've been
2: seeing my breath. <laughs> I didn't want <laughs> to say anything,
0: because I've got my jacket on still, so I'm comfortable. Wait, are we still recording right now? No, come on. We don't have like a blooper
2: section. Put, put it on eighty degrees right now. I need to warm up. That's why I've got my coat. i got my shawl draped oh, over. Forgot. Me. He's, He's old. old. He's thin skin. He's, He's getting thin off. Thin off. You're lucky I'm not on the blood thinner still. <laughs> I finally got off the blood thinner a couple of months ago. Oh boy. Please leave don't don't cut that out. Like, you can't.
3: That's
1: that's
0: podcast gold. You know you you know it? It no, I don't know. Look, it's your podcast, podcast. No, <laughs> I don't
1: care. It's been more of a proposal.
0: I'll just leave all this in. Let, let me let me say this, Brad. We've been doing this for an hour. His podcast, yeah. after he edits Look. everything,
1: it's going to be about 10
0: minutes. Look, there's my breath. But He's going to be like, hey, he's going to ask a question. And our our answer is literally going to be one word. Good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, next question.
1: So No, no. I, I think if we go about 15 more minutes, we're probably fine. All right, cool. So fitness, uh, fitness Ooh. journey, what's it been like for you? For me, that was a big turning point when I was like 15 <laughs> years old. I was very obese uh in high school and all that had drumline guys got into fitness cody freeman yeah yeah um started working out and all that so that's kind of what got me into the fitness space what got y'all there did that kind of jared you into... i can
2: speak to your fitness journey also yeah because you used to live across the road from I me. i did i did
1: yeah yeah So, yeah so what was the so, fitness
2: journey like pardon what was your fitness journey like starting fitness and all that um gosh i started i really mine started in eighth grade um you know, I was in middle school and where I grew up in Illinois, we didn't have middle school football. You, you you didn't start playing football until you were in the ninth grade. So about three other classmates and I, you know, were going to play football, you know, going in ninth grade. So, um, one of my buddies had, had, you know, one of those old Sears benches that was, you know, a little bitty skinny bench press bench and, yeah. you know, the, the metal barbell with the plastic oh, weights. Yeah you know, that she would slide on. So we started working out in eighth grade, um, to, to try and get ourselves ready to play football when we went to high school the next year. So I started working out as an eighth grader and, and, um, uh, you know, gosh, I don't know what we even did. We, we just were in his basement and, you know, thought we were He-Man woman sure. haters and, Sure. and we would we would run and jog a little bit and things so that's where I, that's when i really <laughs> started lifting all day, weights every day yes chest day every day it was Isn't probably it? bench pressing curls that's i'm gonna
0: interrupt you real quick though do you remember <laughs> the old saturday saturday night live skit on how much you bench no i do not y'all have to find that if you can because it's all guys Was well, that we'll, from the 60s Shut up. That we'll is from the a, 90s. Will watches,
2: a, Will watches a lot of TV. <laughs> it was from That's the 90s. Not. I That's used not. to watch a
0: lot of TV and I don't really now, but no. Oh. So, but it was all guys that were huge upper bodies and they had little puppet legs. Oh, uh, in the, uh, Dude, it's the funniest. You got to find that
2: one. How that Much one? You Bench. That's the name of the skit. You got to find it. That's all right. Go it. ahead.
1: I'm sorry. That's awesome.
2: Well, that, you know, through eighth grade, you know, that was when I started and I fell in love with weightlifting. Yeah. So I've always been i've always been i guess what you call a meathead i've just always loved to lift weights and through high school you know our our little high school we didn't really have you know much of a gym our 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 training facility if you want to call that in high school was an old wooden barn with a rough concrete floor no heat no air conditioning and you know maybe a couple i think they got a couple benches and some olympic bars you know with with cast iron weights and so but I loved it. You know, I, I love lifting weights and, you know, loved working out and exercising through high school. And that's just always carried carried on. I'm, I'm 58 years old and and I still go to the gym as many days as I can. Um, I've done, I've done different things over the years. Um, you know, even into my twenties and in early thirties, I was mostly weightlifting and then my mid thirties, I got into doing triathlons. A friend of mine, Said, hey you want to try a triathlon and i That's said well, hard what's stuff what, what's a triathlon and so you know i, I found out that and so
3: mm-hmm.
2: i did triathlons for for five or six years and really loved doing that and really loved biking and cycling and so um i did a bunch of uh 100 mile rides century rides and i got into mountain biking and i you know still do some mountain biking and <clears throat> i don't do triathlons anymore since i've got kids um, You know, and I'm back now. I'm kind of back to I've kind of come full circle. I like doing weights still. I still like to lift weights, and I do some cardio and walking, and you know, stairmaster, rowing, things like that. I I did CrossFit for a few years in the you know ten years ago, and I I liked CrossFit, but it was a little hard on my body. So
1: joints too. It can be hard on the joints. I've seen. Yeah, Yeah.
2: CrossFit. I think is I you know, there's a lot of controversy with CrossFit. I think it's I think it's I think it's good exercise. I think. You know, you have to be smart about yeah. how you do CrossFit and, and yeah. you know, probably not to be too competitive and, you know, make sure you use well, I good I think form it's all know, know your limits. Yes. Like, yeah, uh, I agree.
0: I had a guy that used to come in, he was in his 50s, working out six days a week, mm. horrible ankle pain on one side. And honestly, my sole recommendation, I was like, well, we're working on your ankle. I said, why don't you cut it down to four days a week? Mm. And within three weeks, he's like, man, I feel fantastic. I was like, yeah, mm. you're just not at his age, he just wasn't recovering right. well enough. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I started laughing because when you said you did triathlons and he said hard stuff, I was like, Brad, you just said, when I asked, what is a triathlon, you just said, oh, you mean my warm-up. Uh, yeah. So, I do <laughs> warm-up before the, that's right.
1: that's that's the warm-up for breakfast. That's uh, right. But
0: uh, I will say this, for those <laughs> of people who only listen to your podcast and can't see, when he said he's 58, there is no nope. way you would ever guess that no, he is 58. No. Like, absolutely No not. way. Well, absolutely mm-hmm.
2: not. I appreciate that. But I, I, a guy, I had a patient a couple of weeks ago, he was getting up off the table and he said, he said, doc, he said, I'm going to be 84 years old next week. And I said, I said, Frank, you don't look 84 years old. And he said, well, you ought to be on the inside looking out. Yeah. So I'll say the same yeah, thing. You yeah, ought to be I on the inside that, looking out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, activity, it keeps you young, man. I mean, a body in motion,
1: stays in motion. Y'all know that and all that. It's, it's a real thing. Uh, if you stay into the fitness thing as you age, it can really keep you young. Oh for yeah. Sure, mm-hmm. For sure. For sure joint uh joint pain and all that it definitely helps peds performance enhancing drugs man so let me tell i've I've talked about this a lot on the podcast there's a lot of that at the gym Uh, a lot of that goes on especially in the younger generation now i feel like it's Uh, even uh, popular and all that it's gotten uh so what's your what's your overall view will start with you oh boy um i would say
0: there is some well let me say this uh just from things i've listened to Things I have read, there are very few things that are actually proven as far as effective. Yeah. Um, I think creatine being one of the only ones. Yeah. Uh, protein, sure. I, I know there's people who swear by pre-workout. I know there's people who swear by amino acids. Yeah. There's a million different things under the sun. Um, now PEDs, like under the table kind of stuff, I would say, Ooh, I had a friend who did it in high school and just based on his experience, I wouldn't touch the stuff, um, Mm -hmm. But you're right. I, I Look, the gym I go to, I told my wife one day, I said, boy, I might be the only person there yeah.
1: that doesn't take something. Yeah. Or that's what I feel like anyway. Right. Um, I don't uh, attend there yeah. anymore because yeah. of that. Just the environment. Uh, I just like to work out and go home. Yeah, it's oh, no, like, I agree it's with that. When, with, around people, and I grew up around it, you know, around a lot of guys. I didn't know that's what they took. I thought, I'm going to work as hard as them. I'm going to eat mm-hmm. my chicken. I'm gonna get the rice in, and I'm yeah. gonna be like them, and that's impossible. It you is. Know, it's it's
2: physically impossible. But chicken uh, and rice and protein don't don't build those. Kind yeah, of I mean, it no. does not make you, you look, look, look
1: like a a silverback. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that environment is heavy. You know, it and that envi- there's intimidation there. There can be intentional, uh, intentional, and that's just not a really environment I wanted to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I think that pushes a lot of people away. A lot of people see oh, yeah. the gym and they're like, "Oh, there's a bunch of meatheads and steroid abusers in there and all that." Um, but you know it is what it I th- is.
0: I look, I I will say this. Um, I I didn't get into working out really until I was uh senior year in college. I mean, I played sports growing up, but working out for sports other than football really wasn't a big thing when I was in high school. It just really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um so I never really did it. And one of my fraternity brothers got me really hooked on it and I've fallen in love with it ever since. Now I I mean, I guess you would say, like you, Brad, I, I'm I'm a meathead. I love to lift weights. Um, but i'm not trying to impress anybody i I like to be able to move and not hurt i like to be able to know i have some strength when i need it um yeah i'd I'd say there's a a big intimidation factor if you if you were just to walk in and look at some of the stuff people are doing yeah and i know there's probably guys that look at me and are like oh my gosh come on man yeah um you know young but i don't care i'm but I, i let me say this i'm also to an age that i'm like i i don't care what you think yeah like. I enjoy
1: what I do. I'm like you. I want to get in. Let me do my workout. Let me go home. Well, the reason I kind of have that view of that is I had a lot of people around me when I was younger intimidate me intentionally. Sure. Um, And I think that's why I have that view. If you want to do steroids, do it. You know, that's your choice and all that. But I think a lot of people did it, lied about it, and then looked at me like I'm better than you. Well, mm-hmm. you're doing something I can't achieve. I can't achieve what you are. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. I mean, you can try to intimidate me. That's fine. But I don't. I'm not doing what you're doing. Maybe if we were on the same level, I might even be bigger than you. Yeah. You know, it's very possible. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, that's why I kind of had the rub with the steroid abuse and all that. Um, now a lot of people have a lot of good stories, say bodybuilding and stuff, uh, a lot of camaraderie and all that. But me, younger, I didn't have a great experience, and that's why I kind of view it in that way. Sometimes. No, I don't well, think the gym can be a great place
0: hmm. to to form some friendships. Or, I mean, like I said, that's how we met. Yeah. I, I mean, so and I, yeah, I, I like. Talking to you, I like hanging around you. Uh, you know, I like joking around with you. Right. Um, got several people from when when so we all used to go to Gold's Gym when it was here in town, and then right. when they closed. Uh, you know, there were several other gyms to go to. um Yeah, I'm like you though, man. I'm like, if you want to do it that way, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Go. But mm. well, the the it. thing
2: no. the thing I think about the thing that I see with with PEDs and you know especially the illegal steroid things, you know it's our society today is all about the look, yep. Yeah, you know, Aesthetics. And, 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 and the young guys, you know, they want to, they want to look like what they see on their phone and what they see on TV and see on movies and what they think girls are attracted to. And also, you know, I, I think you've got a lot of young guys and maybe even some younger girls that are, are turning to those things, you know, they're available around here. Sure. You know, you can, you can, you, you can find them okay, and they're turning to those anywhere. things because they want to have that look. And they don't realize the consequences of of what happens with that. Well, it's and, the mentality, young. Yeah, and I'm not worried about tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They're, they you know, but, but it's, it's as we've talked about other things. It's kind of a slippery slope because yeah. once you start that, it's hard to stop that. Yeah. You know, when you, when you see what they can can do for you and what you see them doing in other people, I think, I think it's a, you know, it's a bad thing for young young kids to do. And you know, you look at. You you can see body you, you can see st- you read stories every day of, of bodybuilders bodybuilders or power lifters or even some football players or pro wrestlers, you know, that have done those things and they're dying in their forties yep. and fifties, you disease. know, from heart disease and mm-hmm. things because they've abused steroids. And mm-hmm. you know, once you once you kind of start that, it's hard to stop it. Yeah. I don't think it's it easy
0: to cut corners too. I mean, like yeah. okay. Look Yeah. Like I look at me. I'm I'm sorry. I'm never gonna be a genetic freak. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I know that's hard to believe right and i mean if i took my shirt off in here your podcast would explode through the roof
1: <laughs> but it would it would <laughs>
0: uh, probably with a lot of negative comments but no Stop but i'm it. saying like i'm never gonna be i mean i probably weigh about as much as i've ever wanted to weigh mm-hmm. at about 190 pounds and, and i'm not gonna be six foot you know six feet tall and 220 right not naturally i mean right. i could work and i could probably hit 200 maybe 205 if i really really wanted to but again I'm, I'm happy with where i am and i think that's the big thing with with fitness and that's something i try and encourage my patients i'm like look don't you don't have to do what i enjoy for exercise right you don't have to do what your neighbor enjoys or hey there's tons of people who do crossfit there's tons of people who hate crossfit there's tons of people who do triathlon there's tons of people who don't want to but find what works for you And if you don't, my, my advice for everybody is look, if you find a form of fitness and you enjoy it, great, stick with it because when you don't enjoy what you do and you feel like I'm having to do this or Hey, I paid for a gym membership. So I have to go. Well, the first time you have an excuse to miss it, you'll miss it. Yeah. And then it becomes a whole lot easier to miss. And I know that's not on the PEDs, but I'm, I'm just like, look, with, with fitness, it's just, man, be comfortable.
1: Well, just to piggyback yeah. on that, like a diet. If you start a diet, do the one that you can stick with. Absolutely. That, that's, they all, yeah. if you look at the evidence, yeah. they all kind of have similar results. Yeah. 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 But is, did they stick with it? That's the key. And this is the same exact thing with fitness. Uh, with any type of workout routine, CrossFit, whatever, what uh, do think, the one that you can stick with. I think the mm-hmm. one thing with CrossFit is the camaraderie. I think that's the one thing is because. Yeah. a lot of CrossFit
0: gyms—they're not the ones that are doing the CrossFit Games, right? Like they're not in there trying to get people to compete, right? But they're encouraging, and I think that's one mm-hmm. one thing that's a huge draw for CrossFit is your average Joe can go in there and be like, "Man, I'm starting at the very base, at the very bottom. I'm having to really mm-hmm. scale stuff for me, but I'm encouraged and like, hey, yeah, but you did it." Right. everybody's doing and, the same and,
2: workout and you've got coaches yeah. and encouragement and you so see people just, in a gym too. i think
0: gyms I, like you said there are people and you and you didn't like the gym because you're like I, I don't like this environment i think a good gym has an environment of all right hey i applaud you because you're in here mm-hmm. doing whatever whatever it is you feel like you need to do mm-hmm. um yeah i like seeing people in there that don't look like they're on
1: steroids because yeah. I'm
0: like, good for you. Yeah. I mean, crap, good for you. You're, well, some people, something. they're, they're
1: all, you know, mentally, you know, they barely even be able to walk through the door. Yeah. You know, and that's the only thing they could do today yeah. is get in there for, and do that. Absolutely. And absolutely so that's what I think about when a lot of people try to be intimidating in the gym. Yeah. You know, you have an environment in there that some people are there for their mental health. Mm-hmm. You know and all then you try to be intimidating, yeah. be in their way and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's just not a good look. I just never yeah. have it like well, that, like, hey,
0: I'm <laughs> using that machine, bro. Well, okay,
1: <laughs> you, you used it thirty minutes ago
0: and hadn't touched it since. Right. You've just been yeah. standing near it. All right. It's the okay. public gym. Just share Or
2: the shore sure. gym. There's 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 always there's always the guy on the leg press machine oh. that puts ten plates on each yeah. side yeah. and does does a rep and then leaves it. Or loads it and on. then never actually gets yeah. in. It. Yeah. Just stands near it
1: and walks like yeah. away uh, away from it yeah, yeah uh, I mean, it's a, the it's a real
2: thing don't be that guy don't
1: be that guy especially uh christian faith we're gonna talk about this real quick i know both of you christian faith is very important to both of you uh what was your christian journey like start with either one of you mm-hmm. i
2: i i came to know christ as a as a as a young boy i guess you would say it at, at my my church up in illinois and um I was eight years old and, and actually my older brother and I went, went down and, you know, confessed our faith in, in Jesus Christ, um, together on the same night. We were baptized that same night. We grew uh... up in a church of Christ and, you know, the church of Christ Mm -hmm. believes baptism is, I believe is essential for salvation. So that's, that's the way it happened. You know, we, we made our decision and our profession of faith and, and we're baptized that night. And so, you know, um, that was the beginning of, of my Christian walk and faith. But, you know, I, I think i you know, maybe like some, some kids you go through your teenage years and, and maybe the early part of your life. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't live an exemplary Christian life through my teen years and, and probably even through, you know, my early adulthood years. Um, you know, but there, there was a time that I, that I, I, I know that I had a, a definite, um, um, recommitment of my faith to God. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I've tried to do my best you know through through my entire adult life to to be an example of what a christian is supposed to be and right. an example of what a christian man is supposed to be and you know we're we're called to try to point people to christ you know to to live a life and to to try and have an example of you know there's something different about him or there's something different about her you know and and what is it about what is it about them and why you know why does their belief in in Jesus and in, in God, how does that make them different? So, you know, I hope that I do that. I know that I fail and I know that I don't do that every day. And, you know, um, I know it's even more important. And, and I've, I feel the, the importance of that having kids, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be that example for your kids and you, you want them to 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 have that relationship with with Christ and 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 thank God mine do you know my both both of my kids have made that profession of faith and been baptized and you know so so happy and proud for them in that manner um you know and I I I I've prayed this many times and I talk you know I talk to myself and talk to my kids about this you know and and you hear you hear this in church you know your ministry is where you're at your ministry is where your feet are you know where where you're at on that day That's and so right. you know Um, in our office every day and i you know i I don't do a great job every day and i don't i'm not a great representative for christ every day i try to be that way but you know i try to try to let my christian faith shine to shine through to the people i see every day i want people to know that i'm a christian and i I want people to know that you know if they don't have christ in their life there's an opportunity there Mm -hmm. you know that 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 anybody can come to know jesus as lord and savior and and his doors open to everybody.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes you don't have to do anything. Just being Mm -hmm. a light, being a positive influence to people, showing Christ Mm -hmm. through love to people. They're Mm -hmm. like, something's different about them. You know, they have a piece Mm -hmm. about
2: them that I I haven't seen, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. Um, it speaks volumes for sure. Some, you know, some of the best visits I have with people is when we start talking about our faith. Sure. You know, we, you know, I can be working on people and we're, you know, talking about the weather and, you know, there are times, as we'll talked about, people come in that are in pain, they're hurting, but they they may be going through, you know, personal crisis mm-hmm. in their life, and and everybody has personal crisis mm-hmm. going on all the time. Everybody's got problems. Everybody's got got things that are going on in their life that are difficult. And you know, the 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 very best visits that I have, you know, one like I say is getting people well and getting people to feeling better, but then also just saying, you know. Hey, Joe, tell me, tell me that person's name again. That's going in, you know, tell me about this issue and your family again. What's their name? And I, just, you know, I'll say, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for that person. And, you know, sometimes people you'll, you'll, you'll see it in their eyes. They'll stop dead in their tracks and they'll look at you like, what did you just say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they're surprised, but you see this kind of look of relief or they're like, Wow. Yeah. You know somebody cares. Somebody yeah. cares. Yeah. So. so you know, we have an, uh,
1: an amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. We see people you know that don't have anybody, you know, mm-hmm. maybe. And oh, so yeah. I think it's it's a big deal that we are a positive influence to them. You know, speak mm-hmm. to them well and all that. You don't know how much that can impact people. It's a real thing it does. For, oh, sure. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's that's the truth. Will?
0: Uh well, I'm a lot like Brad. Um I mean, I was young uh, when I came to Christ. Uh six, lived in Jackson, Mississippi, raised in a Christian home. Um Great godly parents, great godly grandparents. I mean, it's just, it's always been something I've been around. Um, I'm, unfortunately, I would love to say I didn't have, like, like Brad said, some, some bumps and some mishaps and some misrepresentations of who I claim to be. Um, I'm sure I ruined my witness with people and groups yeah. and, and in opportunities when I had a real chance to make a, an impact and just didn't do it. Um, but yeah, I mean I'm with Brad. I, I do think I want our office to be known Yeah. We want to be known as good chiropractors. We want to be known as hey, we do a good job. We we take care of people. But I always ask, you know, in, in my quiet time and in my prayer time, I do ask, Hey, let our office be different. Like when people walk through the door, let them they have to see in what we do. But let them experience like, hey, wait a minute, there's something different about this place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know there's people I've not been good to. Um, I will say with my dad, again, him being a surgeon in town, I get a lot of people that come in the office. I either worked with my dad or had seen my dad. and you know, My dad's done surgery on him. And without fail, the one thing, and I wish I could say I lived up to this, but without fail, the one thing that everybody is like, you know, what was so impressive about your dad is that for every surgery, mm. he would pray with the patient.
2: Mm. Well, wow. he said, I've, I've like, had, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've, I've heard that story from a lot of my patients too, that have, your dad's done surgeries on, yeah. and I've heard that story many times at, about Will's dad. Well, I mean, people, praying even with people me.
0: that aren't Christians are just like, hold on, my surgeon's about to pray with me before we go into surgery. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. I didn't make every surgery go perfect, obviously. I mean, there's still so many different things that can happen, but I'm just like, Ali, man. Yeah, I look at it from a standpoint of what a legacy my dad's going to leave. Like when My dad retired about three years ago, and he did not get a retirement party because of COVID. Um, Mm. My sister and I have talked about throwing him a retirement party, but I'm like, we're going to have to invite 5,000 people.
1: That's true. I was (laughs) like, there's no way
0: because somebody's going to get mad that we didn't invite them because, and I love. Hearing stories about that, and I think, holy smokes, am I even coming close to being that kind of example? A for my kids,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, and like Brad said, I mean, when you have kids, it really changes things. And, and I know you don't have kids yet, and one right. day you will, right? Maybe uh, that's obviously if you choose to, so. um but, but it is one of those things like, okay, now I have to go back because my wife and I are very honest with our children.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so if they ask us a question, like, "Hey, did you ever do this, or what do you think about this," we'll sit them down and, and
1: we tell them. Um, That's a beautiful thing because that builds trust. There, it is. Yeah. It's almost and frightening, it, though. It's hard. Little, yeah, it's hard be, because you have be. to you have to be able to
0: man up and, and admit. Look, I made some mistakes. Yeah, um, and you know but you obviously I, want you want your kids you to learn uh, from it. Yeah, and, I, and not learn from. And, and you can correct me. I don't want my kids to learn from their own experience because there's things that you walk through that are really hard yeah. and look, everybody's going to have hard stuff. There's no way. And, and I think that's a misconception about Christianity yes. is, and, and I know there are a lot of, a lot of preachers out there that preach, well, you come to Christ and everything's going to be great. The, you know, the prosperity message,
3: Yeah,
0: health, wealth, and, and what's the last thing? I, they throw some other term in there, but, uh, but you know, Jesus tells you, Hey, in this world, you will, not a, not a might, you will have trouble, mm-hmm. but hang on guys. Cause I'm better than I'm, I'm greater than the things of this world. I've overcome it. And look, mm-hmm. it, it's hard. The mindset when you're, especially when you're going through something hard. Um, you know, I know for myself, I'm going to do one of two things. I'm either going to retreat to a point where I know I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably fall back into some old habits or old patterns and mm-hmm. old thoughts that I know I shouldn't have, or hopefully in my maturity, I say, you know what? Nope. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to dig mm-hmm. my heels in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dig into the word. I'm going to dig into prayer. Do I always do it? No, I, I want my kids to do that and I want them to see that example, but, yeah. but I mean, yeah, it's hard, but I, I do think our Christian faith as a business. I think is very important to us. I think just as individuals and as family men, um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a big thing and, uh, it's hard to walk in every day. Too. It is. Uh, and I do think as men, especially, um, you need somebody that can kind of hold your feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of men don't do that because I think they
2: just, well, I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I can handle this on my own. We're, wire, we're wired we to, 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 to take care of things well, the culture to be fixers. Tells you that. Yeah. Men, are, men are supposed to be fixers. And, and so you, you think about fixing your own problems and I can handle my own problems. Well, and you're not and supposed to be that, vulnerable.
0: That's right. right. You, you don't, show, don't show that you can't handle something. And mm-hmm. I think that's what gets a lot of men in trouble mm-hmm. um, is, man, I'm, I'm too proud mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is tough but it's funny i mean i've done several small groups um i meet once a week for breakfast with a guy right now um and i mean he and i are still kind of feeling each other out we know each other Mm -hmm. but we're still trying to kind of navigate that early period of well i'm not going to show you too much Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but it's also good to know like okay i've got somebody that and i know i could do this with brad um that if i were really going through something i could be like hey look can you pray for me? Can you pray for my kid? Can you pray for my mm. wife? I mean, you know, it's, it's vital. And, and I mm. think anybody, well, let's go with the name of your podcast. I think anybody looking to be a, a better man, you can't do it on your own.
1: You can't, you right. cannot. But I think society is telling you to, it, all it right? Does. It's like, you can do everything, block everybody. If there's anybody, block them out, whatever. Uh, But since the dawn of time, you know, we need other people around us, especially iron men. Need and other that's it. Yeah, and so, love the verse, man. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I feel more like maybe a stick or <laughs> some clay <laughs> one someday. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, no, I really do think that is a a key step for for men in general. Is just, Lord, my gosh. I mean, you got to let your guard down sometimes because you carry that weight of trying to shoulder everything yourself. It's going to affect
3: you it at will. some
0: point. I, how it comes out may come out as anger, may come out as addictions. It may—I mean, there's—it's going to come out some way. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and I promise you, it's not going to come out in a good way. Right. And so, anyway,
1: Absolutely. that's my piece. Good. We're about to wrap it up, fellas. This has been awesome. I end with this: five, ten, twenty years from now. So I got to say it again, Brad. You're pretty old. So we'll start with you. <laughs> so f- really quick you know, we'll wrap I, it up I, I feel
2: like rodney dangerfield in this podcast <laughs> get no i get no respect you know, you know and that's funny because i have no clue who that is oh my no, god oh, okay hey, wait okay uh, i was gonna
1: say no that, sh- that shows everybody's <laughs> age in the stream it, 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 i do know who that is oh really
0: oh yeah oh rodney dangerfield was great man Yeah, oh if i saw goodness. him Comedian. I you would yeah, you oh, really, you look, so. look him up on youtube
2: yeah <laughs> and he was on the Johnny Carson show all the oh, time. No, you don't know who, Johnny, know who Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson no, is. No, oh, no, no. You don't. Uh, yeah. David Letterman? Are you with
1: it, David Letterman? I know David Letterman. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Five, ten,
2: twenty-year plan.
1: So five years mm-hmm. from now, in a minute or two, kind of spill five, ten, twenty years. What's your That's level of that's
2: plan? you know those are difficult questions to answer. But you know my kids are my kids are seventeen. They're they're juniors in in high school, and so you know the next five years is going to be focused on mm-hmm. on getting them. Mm-hmm. You know, um. Into college, through college, and all um, ten years. You know, I, I. You know, people always ask me about. Well, you know, at my age, at fifty-eight, you know, were you thinking about retirement? Well, heck, no. You know, I've got I've got seventeen-year-old uh, twins, and you know, they were my twins are adopted, and we adopted them when we were forty-one. So, you know, I I should be a grandfather right now at my age, but I'm 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 a dad. Yeah, with, you don't with, want to be a grandfather with seventeen-year-old with twins. So, um, you know the next five years is going to be, you know hopefully getting them, you know, through college and launched in their careers and and hopefully getting them on, you know, the, the paths that God has for them and, you know, where they're supposed to be, you know, hopefully living lives and the careers that, that they're going to be in. And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I'll be thinking about retirement in 10 years. You know, there, there are times I think, Mm -hmm. man, I've been doing this for 33 years now. I've been, I've been, you know, pushing and pulling on people and, and adjusting and taking care of people. You know, a lot of people work a job 25, 30 years and they retire. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of friends my age that are in their their mid-50s and they're retiring. And I think, man, that would be so cool to be able to retire.
1: But a lot of clinicians, mm-hmm. that's common. Like, you don't want to let it go. No. You did so much work right. to get there. You've built up. It, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough it, to let it go. It is. is.
2: It it is. You know, and I, I enjoy what I do. I, right. I enjoy the aspect I enjoy the aspect of seeing people. I love to see people, love to treat people, love to help people well, and still you know, the, have the,
0: you still have the ability to do it. Yeah. Right.
2: I mean, you know, what we do is very what it we is do is very physical. Yeah. You know, we we do we as I said, we we push and pull and and, and move people around every day, but um you know, I, I I don't think I'll even be thinking about retirement in 10 years, even in my late 60s, you know, maybe I can you know, if I want to slow down or work less days, hopefully I'll be able to you know, maybe do that or not, but, you know, going back to what we were talking about in, in expanding, you know, and doing something new and doing something, you know, even more exciting than what we're doing now, you know, I, I have that thought of, you know, I'm not ready to slow down and do things. I want to do something bigger than what we've done already. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I still have, have that thought of, you know, I, I would rather, I would rather wear out than rust out. Right you know, that, that old, that, that saying of, you know, I don't, I don't want to just retire and go and sit. So, you know, I'm not looking at retirement. I'm not really looking at, at slowing down, you know, for the next 10 years, you know, maybe in 15 years, if that was your comment, five, 10, 15 years, maybe in 15 years, I'll be looking at retirement, but
0: kidney mush,
2: but, um, but you know, I, you know, I, I still love what I do and, and, um, uh, you know, I want to see my kids. You know grow and and get into the the to the jobs and the areas that they want uh, my daughter Ella is thinking about medicine and she thinks she wants to be a surgeon and right I think that would be really cool and exciting to to see her get into you know to college and go through that process to and, like, and like general. general surgery she thinks she thinks like general yeah. surgery and and jonah Jonah's not exactly sure, but Jonah's really kind of looking toward ministry op- opportunities mm. and he loves history loves theology and you know. Mm -hmm. has a real passion for the Lord and, and really loves, you know, loves being at church and involved with the youth and things. And, you know, he says it would be so cool to be up on a stage and, and preaching God's word, you know, and I just think, man, I just think, Mm -hmm. man, that would be, that'd be really cool when I get to see him, get to see him do that. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't have any plans for retirement or slowing down just, just, just yet.
1: Awesome. Will,
0: well, I've got three kids. And so, they are 15 13 and eight it so
1: ain't we were gonna no talk way. about why wife kids all that we we're running out of time man. Yeah. this is a lot of good stuff well, in
0: well that's what i mean so i i can't <laughs> slow down for a while um right. now i will say um i'm always thinking about stuff outside of work like business things hey what are some fun hobbies that i could do and, and mm. maybe kind of turn into just a little side gig kind of thing yeah you always look at all these side hustles that people yeah, have start, now. We could
2: start a podcast. That's we right. could. that would yeah. right. be a good um, opportunity.
0: Yeah. But no, I do. I mean, I, you know, I would think in, in 20 years, I'll be 66. Um, I would like, honestly, to be retired and mm-hmm. live in North Carolina and have Is Francis work, with me. Is that family from? Or nope. Or nobody's from there. So we, just, just, we just love it. Okay. Just absolutely love it. Um, So, but right now, I mean, we're we're trying to get my oldest one thinking about college i mean she's just a sophomore but she's actually shown some thought process towards that and saying some places she thinks she might want to go which three of them are off the list um oh yeah Uh-oh. too expensive uh two two yes two would be much too expensive she threw out north carolina and duke and i was like unless you're getting a full full ride yeah out of state tuition out of is not state happening. Too, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um she's actually considered tennessee I'm shocked by oh um and Auburn Auburn's her number one choice um she just loves the campus and mm-hmm. she she just thinks she really wants to go there and of course you know I graduated Auburn I got no problem with that I love the school love the campus um William I might be sending your way because he says he wants to be a YouTuber all right um,
1: <laughs> every kid does man this, this my eight year old tells me
0: she wants to be a professional basketball player I'm okay like, you've played no games oh wow um this is her first year ever okay um she did a little basketball league last year that was not really a league right and never scored until the last game and then she scored 10 points and now she thinks she is mm. just the greatest good thing for kids
1: can. to dream though oh that's look, good I'm, yeah. a, I'm not gonna tell her if she can't but right.
0: never know she'll probably be you five six know. on her best day and i'm like oh, i probably won't make it to the pros baby. yeah but yeah. you know hey a girl can dream that's right.
1: So that's that's the great thing way. about America is we can, we can dream and yeah, dream whatever you want to dream. That's, right, that's awesome. Good stuff. Well, guys, it's been a blessing to have you both. No, in we here. enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you so much for being a part. Uh, thank, thank you. For, for, it's been fun. Thank, yeah, you, yeah, for thank, you, thank you, you for having us. having us. And I want to say publicly, thank you for, you know, even in my teens, early twenties, y'all played a big impact in my life, influencing me. I've had talks with both of you. I think just about personal matters and stuff. I think in the past, just when I was younger and stuff like that. And uh, thank he you says for being when a, he was younger. When I was younger, <laughs> you're still yeah. young. Yeah, I don't feel it. Like, what do you see on the inside? It's like, yeah, <laughs> you ought to be on the inside looking out, <laughs> right? Right. But, uh but I appreciate you. Thank oh, you both. Well, we appreciate you. Yeah, we like you very much. All you're a right, good cool. guy. Thanks for watching, guys. That is pretty much it. We're on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Uh, hit the notification bell. You're going to get every single notification sent directly to you we are on every audio podcast platform amazon music apple podcast spotify give us that five-star rating because we give five-star service thanks for watching until the next one peace